0: Welcome to Akashic Skies, spirituality, health, wellness, entrepreneurship, regular people in the community, music, etc. It's all here in the Akashic Records. Find us on YouTube at Akashic Skies, on Instagram at Akashic Skies. Uh, If you like tie-dyes and other items, check out Akashic Sky Dyes on Instagram there will be a website coming soon, so stay tuned. What's up everybody, this is Akashic Skies here. Today we are going to do my first podcast. I have been wanting to do a podcast on top of continue creating more videos, getting better at editing videos, doing product reviews, uh, talking about spirituality, doing goofy funny videos and then doing goofy videos about my daily routine and I pretty much want to lump them all in one space so that way I don't I already have enough um, energy spread out trying to do like a tie-dye page on Instagram Uh, I do regular life uh, do projects at home all day play with my cat hang out with my friends volunteer at this place called the place of grace um work at an organic farm and then do everything in between trying to figure out where that is all gonna go you know just the regular life things uh figuring out if it's all sustainable which i really don't have to um something i've been doing a lot lately is listening to someone called abraham hicks if you're looking for um If you're looking for conversations that will basically walk through conflicts in your mind with you through other people asking questions and being answered by a person that has a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of wild insight into all of these people's uh, questions and has a really interesting spin and intriguing way of answering these questions, um, then listen to Abraham Hicks uh, her real name is Esther Hicks and um, I must say it's the most its it's been a healing experience listening to her uh, in the past I've always wanted to go down these spiritual paths but I have had a lot of distractions. Not many people I was around in college were very spiritual in the sense of like doing this every day, reading things, practicing meditation every day, doing yoga every morning. There's a lot of people that went to church on Sunday and kind of didn't talk about it because it was taboo or it was abrasive to talk about your religion. But as of recent, I've met some people where we, we discussed this stuff every day and we realize that every day is spiritual, metaphysical, energy, anything you want to call it every day enc- encompasses everything of what it means to be human and non-human and phys- like empty space, dark matter, light matter, everything that exists is something that we're experiencing every day. Our consciousness is something that isn't really measured yet. All of these unknowns that we know exist but don't exactly know how or why they exist um, so I've been, I've been going down, um, listening, reading, and expanding my knowledge on a lot of these things, because what I've found is that a lot of, um, the things I've been, I was studying in school, college, and just trying to figure out in the, in the work life are related to, are related to all of these things. They're, are parallels, and, um, a lot of books will describe them as archetypes, and, uh, that's my cat in the background, um hey jules be quiet anyways um yeah so abraham hicks she is uh, a channel she's channeling um a being named or some sort of uh, entity named abraham and this is how she is giving all this advice to all these people and the amount of content she puts out is just massive and i think a lot of it is just from it's been, she's been doing it for a while, and, um, it's just years and years of content cut up and just, like, added, and that's so cool, that just capturing content like this, audio, and then capturing audio and video at the same time, can be used forever, and that also goes to say that our choices and our words echo on for eternity, um, And that's where I think a lot of us are afraid to just start doing something like this is worrying about the repercussions of our words or worrying about what we are going to say or how it's going to be received instead of just doing it. Um, One of the first people that I've, I would say, religiously watched, however you want to say, um, watched consistently for an extended amount of time is Ralph Smart. His YouTube channel is Infinite Waters. And what he talks about is basically just doing it. Being your authentic self, taking the leap. It's okay if people don't like you. And um, what I would add into that is, as long as you're coming from a space of, you know, good intention, um, even if you end up being misinformed on some sort of topic, that's okay to make that mistake. Um, someone might get bothered and... um I guess at that point, that's, that's, uh, it's your decision on how to address that, or if not to address that. Um, the goal is to just be as informed as possible in a lot of things that you choose to talk about, but also realize that you don't have to be a certified expert in any of these topics um, just to talk about them. We are sharing knowledge with people, and most of the knowledge we've received comes from somewhere else. Um, And most of the knowledge that those people received comes from somewhere else as well. So we are never, we're not, we're most of the time not the originators of every idea. Um, Someone had to attain this knowledge from somewhere, whether it's source or analyzing other information or, you know, wherever this information comes from. We have, we all have access to it and we have a collective consciousness that um, also taps into some of these things without us even having, without us even knowing it or having to have read it. Um, we collectively have an ebb and flow and a connection. Just like we have a connection to all things in the universe and the cosmos and, and infinity. And source. The creator. Whatever you'd like to call it. God. My cat is being so goofy right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, enough about Abraham Hicks and Ralph Smart Uh, I was just watching just now a podcast with Duncan Trussell um, and they are he's talking to Alex Gray and Allison Gray Um, I'm not exactly sure who they are but they have some relationship and there's some spiritual connection that they have Duncan Trussell was talking about how having a kid is like connecting with god via um a creation of yourself that you could like a duplicate of him and his partner so the love that he um experienced with his partner was just like amplified by an orgasm as he explained it um and and then the kid uh his wife was talking about how wow can you believe that this came out of me kind of thing like, I'm, I feel like we've all had that, that thought at some point, like, wow, uh, I came out of that person. Or I came out of they said I came out, can you believe that this kid came out of an orgasm? Um <laughs> So that's a crazy uh, concept to think that I think during life, we remove ourselves from we think of ourselves as other. And a lot of us. Society tells us not to ever think about like our parents doing those sort of activities, having an orgasm, something that's so natural. We remove ourselves from that because it's it becomes so uncomfortable in our society to uh, to actually come to terms with what is our what was our you know reality that is like unadulterated, and uh, also the reality that we give ourselves, we really solidify it. And we end up putting ourselves in roles that aren't really serving f- for ourselves. And Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot. Reality as it's handed to you isn't the reality that you have to have. Like um, Abraham Hicks, she, she empowers people to acknowledge the power and authority you have over the traje- tra- trajectory of your life and where where it heads. Uh, we have way more power of all of our interactions and all of our experiences than we really know and uh that's that 's really powerful once you start, oh my gosh, once you start to realize that and um yeah, so they were talking about that, and then what what else did they talk about um, yeah, he said that he could be doing so many other things and doing these grand spiritual. Um, experiences and excursions that are like highly revered but he's with his kid on a trampoline who's drooling and calling every fruit non and that's just hilarious That, that goes to show that just because something is complex or highly respected doesn't mean that that's the only path to enlightenment or the only that doesn't mean that that creates the most reward something as small as creating something that is as seemingly small as hanging out with this human you created could be so way more profound than almost any other experience you'll ever experience this as much as I've been thinking about like not wanting to have a kid and not for a while at least um, is that uh, they said that like having a kid is something you'll experience like and no other you'll never experience something like that in any other way besides just having a kid and um it'll show you like yourself a reflection of yourself and your partner and the universe all at the same time while you're developing this kid and it show, and what they talked about is that it shows you the inevitable change um of humans uh like a lot of a lot of parents want their kid to stay young and don't want them to grow old and what they were saying is they don't want them to learn how to lie or Learn how to become like to cheat at things or become spiteful or become any type of way that isn't just like pure and like innocent Um, because he recognized that in himself. Like society, you put on a face and you have to become a certain type of way to become what they would say, quote unquote, successful or get by in different uh, scenarios they put you in. So, and then you get to see the progression of a human experiencing all that all over again, like as a third party. It's like watching yourself live out your own life again, and that is just wild. And then just uh, full surrender. Full surrender to them learning, failing, making mistakes, leaving, coming back, having their own opinions about you and the world, and allowing them to kind of uh, carry out their own destiny if you will and um that kind of leads me into another show that i was watching i know i sound like i'm on the bandwagon talking about duncan trussell and avatar the last airbender uh the cartoon from 2007 that is also kind of trending on netflix right now i i haven't been watching a whole lot of netflix and i feel good about that because i do feel like when I go into modes where I'm binging a lot, it's a distraction, kind of like my phone. I, I broke away from social media a lot, except for um, the pages where I'm creating things and uh, not just aimlessly scrolling and only following things that um, are either I'm connecting with for the purpose of creating or that I want to see and that is inspiring. But with uh, the reason that I brought up Avatar is because um, all the characters in there are so meaningful meaningful and are all different archetypes that occur in uh, life and in spiritual texts and in all types of movies, uh, video games, everything we keep repeating it and um, that's kind of what the Emerald tablets book that I have is is basically translating the Emerald tablets and just different um, people in the past that have translated it from different like different languages and different ideas just over and over again so you get the point it's it's only like a page long but as it's said in different ways you start it starts making more sense and as more people echo echo a concept it starts becoming more believable and more real and it's very interesting how that works with uh our consciousness as humans we do have that kind of hive connected uh consciousness and as um advances happen in the world it spreads and we all eventually have the technology and it all starts with a thought or all starts with a creation and that's uh, really interesting to me Um, going back to Avatar The Last Airbender and talking about destiny Zuko and his um, uncle have this relationship throughout the whole movie or the whole show where um, his uncle uh, Uncle Iroh is allowing Zuko to make mistakes, to fail, while he's trying to capture uh, the Avatar, which is uh, the last Airbender, and the Avatar is the only hope for humanity, for the whole world, and uh, for all the the elemental uh, kingdoms: Earth Kingdom, Water Kingdom, uh, Fire the Fire Kingdom, and uh, Water and the Air Kingdom. The Aang, the last airbender, is the only hope. And he's a a kid because he froze himself away for a hundred years because, I can't remember what happened, but he just had to disappear. And he came back probably at the right time to uh, save the world. And uh, they're trying to save the world before this uh, comet comes that gives the Fire Nation um, immense power. And uh, during this time, Zuko is trying to capture the Avatar and... Uncle Iroh knows that, um, that if he captures the Avatar and kills the Avatar, then that's the end of the world as they know it. So, but he doesn't stop his uh nephew from doing so because he wants his nephew to learn his own destiny on his own. And Zuko's very angry. He's, he's very fiery, as you would say. He's just, he's self, self-loathing. He's, he's fixated. He can't enjoy life. And, uh, Uncle Iroh is, is basically just kind of relaxing, and people call him lazy because he's zen and in and, and every moment. And he's always doing what needs to be done. He's always getting what he needs. He's always accomplishing his tasks. But he has zero resistance. He has zero stress. He he doesn't fight what is. He, he accepts whatever comes his way. He works subversively within the Fire Nation and doesn't really complain or give up his cover. Um, they get captured by the earth kingdom and even though he knows that they're being programmed a little bit he makes the best of it and works at a tea shop and then ends up opening up his own tea shop and Zuko's just mad this whole time and there becomes one part where Zuko realizes he's going through a metamorphosis and it's around when he's starting to let go of his fixation of his of what he thinks his destiny is which was instilled by his dad who banished him from the fire nation um he is once he lets that go he um he kind of he has like a physical uh breakdown where he starts getting really sick and that's kind of like his body going through a metamorphosis which caterpillars when they go through a metamorphosis they go into a cocoon they go through apoptosis or something uh it sounds something like that a word if i can remember where all their cells basically die, die and turn into mush and it, that would have to be kind of a scary or painful a lot of sensation uh uh experience to eventually turn into a butterfly And as it's going through this metamorphosis in a cocoon, you can't force it out of the cocoon uh, because it will make the butterfly really weak or potentially kill it while it's going through this change. And uh, I can relate to that so much right now. I feel like I'm going through a metamorphosis. And um, as it feels really inspiring and amazing there's a lot of energy revolved around it there can be times when it feels like you are having like a, a kind of a um, what's the word for it? Uh, like a, a death a spiritual death or a yeah some, a, a figurative death um, as you're shedding old friends old ideas old ways of thinking old paradigms old jobs old connections old places you used to hang out Um, it can start to like, and you start shedding all this outer shell and you become exposed. Um, things can start to kind of really dig in. Your past can come back to try to tell you that you're not worthy of this. And it'll try to tell you that you are that old person. You are not where you're, where you're heading. And, uh, if you're openly kind of telling people where you're headed and, and really trying to reassure yourself externally, um, sometimes you'll face some resistance there too and you have to con- consistently kind of just allow it to happen and not work so hard at um, convincing yourself at least that's what my experience is is i'm trying so hard sometimes to convince myself of some of these things i'm trying to believe in or do partially believe in or i'm trying to do like you know business related work related all these things that I have to kind of I, i'm kind of just saying it and I'm like I'm um, putting stuff out there putting stuff into the universe to like make it happen um when in reality um sometimes you kind of got to be selective who you talk to about it and mainly show show the work versus uh tell people what you are going to do and that's what uh ralph smart talks about a lot too um and i've also experienced it firsthand is uh you got to just do the groundwork that's part of manifesting and that's part of the hermetic principles is uh when when uh you know the first part is thought one of the first parts is thought um and then the next part is uh radical action and like persistence and uh and then things happen you know so yeah that's pretty much my first podcast um my interpretation of that is is that it's a little bit rambly um a lot of it's about my personal experience um and that's what I got to share, and there will be more content. My goal is to do interviews by people, like local people in the art scene, uh, family members that have had unique experiences, people with like small, interesting shops, anyone that, that is interesting, um, people that own yoga studios, talk about their um, life, people with cool jobs, and then just regular people, um, and and like all those people that I just explained are also regular people and just kind of this whole podcast is just based around the magnificence of just being human and being alive. We're all regular people and we're, and we are all also miracles and we're all also space dust. We are all something. We're all nothing. We are the in between the void. We are atoms. We are physical metaphysical space and vibration, you know, traveling through the cosmos spiraling through an invisible fabric that holds us against this massive sphere with these two little spheres, I'm to say sphere, with these two little glowing orbs around us, one that's, uh, you know, extremely hot and um, emits radiation and one that is extremely cold and, you know, reflects that radiation and pulls on our water uh the ocean the lakes and the water inside of our bodies and um kind of influences our ways of being and now and through the past further than i can even comprehend so yeah there's that um trying to think of if there's anything else to cover um basically i guess i could cover a little bit of today what i experienced um navigating a lot of this energy with people is very interesting as you're going through a metamorphosis if you're going through it with people um, there can be interesting paradigms and interesting dynamics between different people and um, what I realize is when sometimes when there's a slight conflict or a turbulence is I will figure out immediately I will feel the origins of where that energy is coming from It, it might be a comment it might be um, kind of like a challenge, something that was coming from a space of like, um, you know, scarcity or lack or uh, ego. Uh, and I, I sense when I res- respond to that or when I come from a place of that, and then I don't always know how to react in while it's occurring. That's that's an interesting thing. Is like, while something is occurring, it's very easy to follow old patterns, or you can you can say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Um, this is what I meant," which sometimes leads to feeling like you're further trying to justify your actions or your behaviors, or or your fr- and then and then you could say, "Oh, now I feel like I'm trying to justify my behavior because this is coming from this space," and you can just sit there and kind of talk about it, and you'll end up being emotionally in the same space, um, maybe even deeper as if you didn't realize what you were doing. And that's the interesting, uh, thing that I've realized is when you think about past experiences, when they are good, bad, and different is that you oftentimes will emotionally go back to those spaces. So, uh, sometimes when I'm trying to, figure out behaviors from the past it's like i'm trying to figure out how to talk about them and and heal them without actually having to talk about them and go through and revert back to that lower vibrational feeling or like lower emotion uh emotion that doesn't feel as well and emotion that doesn't serve me however you want to put it it's one that doesn't feel good it's one that takes my energy instead of gives me energy um that process i think is also can can um can also be make you stronger, but also what I've realized is I just need to start talking about things that align me more to where I want to go versus where I was um and talk about things that are more uplifting high vibrational and uh for myself and others uh but also just never you never want to forget the days that you have that are rough uh we have to also talk about that um someone recently said that I was exhibiting toxic positivity which is really interesting and I almost a compliment that I would be um it's almost a compliment because in the past I felt like sometimes I could be a little bit negative and fixated on the negative because also what I realized is as humans um I think our survival instinct was to fixate more on fear and ways of survival versus oh, what's good about what's going on right now? It's like, where is that saber-toothed tig- saber-tooth tiger outside the cage? That, like, where is it, and how am I going to not get eaten by it? And uh, we ha- we hold some relics from our past. So um, as I was growing up, uh, earlier on, I had a lot of existential moments. Like, what is this? F the establishment. Like, money is bad. Um, all that, and, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, let's just party and forget about it because uh, we're in college, and that's fine, um, but I always had this um, existential kind of crisis going on all the time, trying to figure out what, why, where, how, when, who, and what is all this feeling, and why does it feel like this, and why are these, why is this like that, and um, why is it all these religions kind of point the same direction, but act like they are all individual, separate. I I probably was more nihilistic at some times than others, um, then I ultimately realized that I'm kind of I was in some philosophy classes and I I re- what really resonated with me is existentialism. Um Richard Wright um it's been so long since I read it and was in that class but that that literature was so profound for me. It's uh it talks about um uh, he would be described as you know af- it was called African American lit which I personally the term af- African American doesn't make much sense to me because we're all American. Um, and uh, in Africa, you know, large space, people are from different countries there. And uh, I guess a lot of people were stripped away from their identity. So you don't know if you're from, you know, where which part of Africa you're from. So you just kind of group everyone into that and then create your own culture. But that is a whole nother topic. Anyways, it's African American Lit. Um, he discusses a lot of, like, Uh, social issues during slavery, times of slavery and times of uh, all those sort of conflicts and looks at it from a very philosophical standpoint. Not just this was bad um, or this is what happened. It's like the inner workings of the minds and the repercussions um, of both sides the victim and the perpetrator and the bystanders and just the collective um, impact that that sort of dynamic had on everyone, and and also kind of explaining more of the why, as it was something that occurred. You can't subtract and say that shouldn't have happened. Like it, a, you can say that, but it's more of looking at it as is. Um, why? Why is? Why would humanity ever come to a point where they would resort to something like that? So inhumane to fellow human beings. You know we're all infinite beings having the human experience. So why would we ever resort to something like that? And it and basically breaks it down of like like how and why. And uh, we all know it's bad. We all know that it's kind of taboo. And there is also tab. He also uh, covers taboos of like like deep down like that. You would be like, whoa. We don't really always talk about that when we talk about inequality and discrimination. So, yeah, if uh, you guys are looking for good uh, African American lit, Richard Wright and existentialist philosophy, Richard Wright. So, yeah, that's my podcast. We are at 29 minutes. That is also my age, 29. Um, feels good. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys all for listening. This is Akashic Skies. Uh, Akashic creation podcast or whichever I decide to call it we are going to be covering all types of interesting things uh, interesting people that I encounter I'll be adding video and adding it on YouTube my YouTube is Akashic underscore skies um, on YouTube and on Instagram I'm also Akashic underscore skies uh, s-k-i-e-s and then Akashic is A-K-A-S-H-I-C. And um, and I'm also Akashic underscore creation on uh, Instagram. If you guys like tie-dye, jewelry, all this kind of hippie, spiritual stuff, uh, check it out. And I, I got all types of other stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be chatting uh, with you guys more. Thanks for watching. Health, happiness, and abundance. Peace. I <laughs> do <laughs>